0: good morning everyone power life tv broadcast pastor brian
1: and pastor tasha
0: here to give you another great broadcast it is monday 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 monday
1: how are you doing today? I'm doing good. You went to the gym this morning, right? You yep. feeling good?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. Feeling fine.
1: Feeling fine. Got Jesus on your mind. Got Jesus
0: on my mind. Yep. Tell my body to get in line. Get in
1: line. Yeah. So we, we want to send a special shout out to Mom and Pop Young, yep, yep. Robert and Shirley mm-hmm. Young. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy five year anniversary.
0: 52 years.
1: Y'all made it y'all made it <laughs> also want to send a shout out to uh uh the pigeons the um um
0: the, the bookmans.
1: bookmans and all those who will be traveling today we prayed Traveling, uh, mercies. traveling mercies over you. God's angels have charge over you. Mm-hmm. And then we pray over our Power Life family. Right. Want to lift up Tanya and her family. We are yeah, believing God right. for a speedy recovery for your family members yeah. and trusting God to uh, do something supernatural in the lives of your family. Yeah,
0: amen. Also, we want to pray over, um, there was somebody else that came to me yesterday after service saying that hmm. um, their family members need prayer. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, we just pray for, for all that are going through right now, all that are experiencing hurt in their families. I, I wanna say uh, to the Jackson family, we pray, pray for you and send our condolences to you. Um, hmm. Yeah, you know, um, Clyde Jackson and all of them. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, we pray for them. Uh, also, we, uh, we wanna give a, uh, just a great big God bless you to all of the fathers.
1: You know, just
0: mm-hmm. thank God for the fathers.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: yesterday was Father's Day.
1: Did y'all feel honored? We did. Y'all did. Yeah, that's we, good.
0: We did. And you know, one of the things about being a father is that
1: it's, it's very special, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. It is. It's also though, in the natural, very hard. Mm. You know, because there's a lot of pressure on men to be fathers. You that's know, true. you can have many biological. Men that people
1: who parent children
0: that birth babies, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have many fathers.
1: That's so true. You
0: know, and one of the things that we read on on yesterday was out of uh Second Corinthians chapter four, I believe it was, where it talked about Paul mentioning. He said, "You know, we've gone through all yes. of this pain, all of this hurt for you. You know, yeah. and and it's it's many instructors out there, many preachers out there, but very few fathers.
1: Very few fathers, and you know." Uh, I made the comment this morning, uh, we were talking about gift cards and you said, well, wait a minute, I only got one gift card <laughs> <laughs> because we gave all the fathers gift cards yeah. and they actually got two gift cards. And so I gave Pastor Brian one and I said, well, you know what? The source always gives up the most.
0: No, that's right. That's and a good it word.
1: was a spiritual concept that a lot of times, you know, I said it in jesting because, you know, yeah. I plan on uh making sure that he gets his portion as well but the source always gives up the most yeah that's right think about that Mm -hmm. the source always gives up the most and the for the greater good Mm -hmm. and so the, the the word father Means source. source.
0: Yeah, it so means good.
1: that a lot of times people think that father means oh yeah well the dad is at the top of the heap, but what it really means is that the dad is at the bottom of the heap mm-hmm. and he's pushing everything up mm-hmm. through him. Mm-hmm. So he sacrifices the most. Yeah, and so you know that is the that is the anointing of a good father.
0: Yeah, and and you know I, I applaud the fathers that that stuck it out. You know, Mm -hmm. we said this yesterday. I give God great praise over the fathers that even though a lot of us didn't know what to do. I know. You know, (laughs) we just we just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, doing the best that we know how to do.
1: Right. And,
0: uh, you know, I I applaud those that stuck it out. But for those that left, we want you back.
1: Yeah, it's it's not too late. If yeah. you're still alive, that means that you have a chance to do something.
0: Something right. Yeah.
1: Something to, you know, to uh to uh be penitent
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: toward in, in a manner of speaking, mm-hmm. you know, and so trust God and He will show you how to fill that void in your heart. Yeah. Uh so we are jumping back into the subject yeah. of 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 marriage and this has been some good information that we've been sharing about marriage and family and then what we've been talking about in particular is is family and marriage priorities Mm -hmm. we find that uh you know the only way you're gonna have a good marriage is you must understand how order really works Mm and what we are is emotional beings and logical beings so a lot of times because of our emotions, we will do things that are not in order. Right. And because of our reasoning or our logic, we will do things out of order. Mm-hmm. And the only true way to know that we are doing things in order is we must follow God's word. Yeah. That's where the order comes That's from. That's right. Yeah. Because that is the origin of family. So yeah. let's go back to God's word. What is our word concerning Genesis,
0: priorities genesis 2 24 through 25 it says therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh uh, and they were both naked the man and his wife and they were not ashamed now i heard something that and i'm just gonna say it real quickly this was so powerful that i heard yesterday <laughs> you know God looked at Adam and said it's not good that that he be alone or be all one.
1: Be all one, yeah.
0: And so Adam had within himself reproductive qualities.
1: Yeah. Just like God. Yeah. Yeah, God had the ability to produce he he needed no help. Yeah. Well, in the same respect, he built man in his image and likeness, right? Mm-hmm. And so man had the ability to produce without the help from mm-hmm. any outside source, except for his ultimate source, which was God, right? Right, right. Yeah.
0: So when you think about this, where, w- which, help me say this, Lord. <laughs> Who gave birth first?
1: Uh, Adam did. Adam did. A
0: lot of people don't know that
1: yeah adam did adam that's gave like, birth first i mean because really the first adam was a type in a shadow of the second man come on adam, come
0: on preach which was
1: jesus yes. so the first man adam produced the first woman which was eve mm-hmm. it was she was pulled out of him me. yeah right mm-hmm. well in the mm. same respect Boy, that's the that's such a revelation higher church was birthed Earth. out of jesus, jesus. another biblical sy- symbolism that happened was at the cross when Jesus was pierced in his side. The Bible says that water gushed mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and so what? Water, blood and water, blood and water. Yeah. So there is a there is a physical birth that puts us in. This physical realm. But then there is a spiritual birth that came out of Jesus's side, which is the born again experience that we all have because of what Jesus did on Calvary. So he birthed the entire nation uh, called the kingdom of God. Yeah.
0: So when you look at this oneness
1: or the church, yeah,
0: when you look at this oneness, Mm -hmm. Adam gave birth to the woman and call her man with the womb.
1: Yeah, so good. And when
0: you look at now, he says, and the two shall become one flesh again. He says, mm-hmm. That which you were in the beginning, I'm gonna bring you back to through the new birth. And so when we when we get married,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not two individuals holding on to their individual individuality.
1: Indi- individuality. Yeah, individuality. <laughs> yeah and independence so good.
0: Is, is good too. Individuality <laughs> Our independence it's two human beings
1: yeah so good bringing
0: their thoughts their actions and they're bringing it together to become whole and one again yes now uh uh Matthew 19 5 through 6 says this for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and she will cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh so that they are no more two but one flesh where therefore God had joined together let no man put asunder. now Jesus was Given a picture of Christ in the church.
1: That's exactly right. That's what he was That's doing. That's exactly right. And through our intimacy as a husband and wife, we do what? We are reciting, you could say, are restating the terms of our covenant. covenant. Mm-hmm. We are restating, just like on mm-hmm. the honeymoon, a husband and wife is to come together sexually. Yeah. Um you are stating the terms of your covenant. Well, guess what? When we so go to God and become so one good. with Christ, we are, you know, even at times when we receive the things of the spirit, that is our intimate time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That is our time to become one again and to reconnect and mm-hmm. to review. Think of this, the terms of our covenant mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. So marriage then is a reflection of, in the natural of what is supposed to happen spiritually. Now, now, don't get it twisted. You know, I'm yeah, not talking push, about push. some lustful or carnal type mm-hmm. of idea. What I'm talking about are the things of the spirit. Yeah,
0: yeah. So when we talk about the law of priority, I want to look at that one more time.
1: Mm-hmm. It says
0: love began, uh, begins with priorities.
1: yeah. It begins there. It
0: begins there. And and, and that the spouse is the most important commitment for a married person other than the relationship with God. So God did the parallel in the beginning. Right. God says, "I uh, Adam gave birth to the woman.
1: So good. Christ gave
0: birth to the church. Right. He did it because he loves us.
1: And it was because he understood priorities. And he
0: understood priorities. Yeah. So if your priority... In your marriage Mm -hmm. is out of order. Your priority with Christ could be be out of order.
1: Oh, come on. Because he said, I'm first on your priority list. That's right. If your first thing first is headed to the job, if your first thing first is, you know, the car if the your friends. first thing first yeah. is your friends if the, your first thing first is anything other than god then you have idols in your life mm-hmm. you have built a golden calf in your life and you know think about it i want you to be in remembrance and think of what golden calves have i built in my life mm. you ought to the bible says judge yourself uh, unless least you unless uh, you be uh, judged yeah. so we have to you know, constantly be on guard mm-hmm. against good things a lot of times.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good things. Yeah. Preach.
1: That try to become idols mm-hmm. or take the place of what should be first in our life.
0: Yeah. You uh, I don't I don't want to take your train here because you got a train going. But when, when when they built that golden calf, do you mm-hmm. know what they call that golden calf? They didn't call it, this is the God of Egypt.
1: Oh yeah, they called it Jehovah. They call it Jehovah. Yeah.
0: So how many yeah. how many false idols are we calling God?
1: Ooh, we're saying it's God, yeah. but it's not.
0: But and you say, Well, I don't do that. Well, in your priorities, yeah. in your thinking, yes, has this become your
1: God? Has this become God? Has we're, this we're become calling your Jehovah? God, but it's not God. I was listening to uh, Bob Yandy, and he's one of my favorite teachers in the in the Bible. And what he said was so good. He said, you know, there were, you know, he talked about the story of Elijah and uh, Elisha. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point, Elijah died and then Elisha became his, his, uh, his, uh, his, um, protégé. Yeah. protégé. Yeah. Um, and so here, e- Elisha is in an older age, you know, and he has this school of the prophets he had a school of the mm-hmm, prophets. He mm-hmm. was raising up prophets. And one day they were out and they had cooked a stew. Yeah. And, wow. you know, Elisha had told them to go out and get vegetables. And so one young man, one of the young men went and found something that was not a vegetable. Yeah,
0: it was a gourd, some kind of poison. And gourd. it was yeah.
1: poisonous. Mm-hmm. And they cooked the meal. And as they sat down to eat and began to fill themselves with this gourd. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Somebody yelled out, there's death in the pot. There's death in this meal. And what yeah. Elisha did is he took corn or cornmeal. The Bible calls it flour, but it was actually cornmeal of a sort. And he threw it into the pot and it cured the poison from the it took the death out of the pot. And what that was symbolic of is what he did is he went back to the correct Foundation. Mm. So, what this was all symbolic of is how we will often eat a fresh word, a fresh revelation, and we think it's God, but we don't realize that we're sowing the wrong kind of seed Mm. into our spirit. Mm -hmm. There's death in the pot. Mm. This is the new age. This Mm. is the new religion. This This is is the the seeker friendly. This is the new way. And what we're doing sometimes is missing God for mm. what's new. Yeah, come on. You know, and you that's why up. you need elders who know, who have foundation, who have word, and who have years walking with Christ, you know, who have some foundation in their life. And what Elisha did is he went back to the basics mm-hmm. and he threw the the basics back into the pot mm. so that the death could leave. Mm. So we need to get out of our systems this new age fascination. This new way
0: of doing things. This yeah. new way
1: of doing things that leaves God out mm-hmm. and puts death in the pot.
0: Mm.
1: Wow. That's
0: such a revelation You're gonna make me preach that. Uh, <laughs> Y'all be looking out. I'm going to be preaching that thing. But it's so good because what
1: it's saying is that the foundational things, that's what keeps you straight. And for us to be teaching priorities in marriage and family, it's like it's such a basic concept until you realize this is the main component that's been missing from your relationship. Why can't my family get along? Hello. They have gone to the new mm-hmm. and left out the basics. You
0: know what I what I just saw in my spirit when when you were talking. I saw this young man looking at this gourd or whatever it is, thinking that this thing
1: is good for food.
0: This thing looks just like every other gourd.
1: It looks like it looks. You put it next to a pumpkin. It looks like a pumpkin. It looks like it. Yeah. It smells like a pumpkin. Yeah. It tastes like a pumpkin. Yeah.
0: And he had no discerning ability.
1: Mm. because
0: he had left the basics. He had left the foundational teaching. You know, just like you said, we go after all of these ideas and these ideologies and these these different fads and and traditions and customs, Mm -hmm. and we forget about the truth.
1: Right. And a lot of of
0: times
1: what we are teaching, sometimes people will think on the surface, oh, oh, they're teaching self-effort. No, 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 no. We are teaching God effort. Yeah. We are teaching the being led by the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit yeah. of God, mm-hmm. how to have a Holy Spirit led relationship mm-hmm. and not one in which you're just picking out a gourd from the field mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that could be poisonous. Yeah.
0: Now, when it comes to, um, uh, uh, priorities. I want to I touch on something that you've been teaching on in our Bible college, Word Power Bible College. Mm-hmm. Uh, you teach it in our marriage and family course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with the blended family. The
1: blended family.
0: How can we, now there's a lot of just, you know, misconceptions when it comes to the blended family the blended family is not a new idea it's been around for a long (laughs) long time how do you navigate (laughs) the word of god the truth of the word of god but still you know try to have a family that that works. I mean, I guess I'm not asking the right question. You know, we, we want a family to be successful, right? Right. You know, we, we get into a relationship not to get a divorce. We get into a relationship to be successful. Mm-hmm. So how do you navigate our old traditional ways, our old gourd like ways, our old poisonous thought ways into this, into this idea of a blended family? For instance, I may have a child. Outside of my new marriage. Mm-hmm. And this child was with me through my divorce. This Ooh, child was with me yes. while I Think was crying in the middle of the night. You know, right. this, this child was with me when I was going So now out.
1: there's a bond. There's a
0: bond. There's a, there's a togetherness. There's a, this is my child.
1: And then there's this new person in your life. Yeah. How do you navigate through all of that? Yeah. Well, so, you know, the first, there are two big challenges in in the um in the blended family and the first one is unresolved feelings toward the ex-spouse wow wow unresolved feeling to feelings toward the ex-spouse mm-hmm. in other words you know some people say oh yeah i'm resolute i don't like them mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> hold on mm-hmm. slow mm-hmm. your roll slow your roll <laughs> Well, but most people who are divorced still feel either extreme anger or mm-hmm. extreme love. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might sound confusing, but this is what I've been told, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, for the person, I mean, even 10 years later, even 20 years later, even 30 years later, they still are dealing with these unresolved feelings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would just say, you know, to that person your main objective is to focus on your current spouse Mm -hmm. and listen listen forgive your ex yeah forgive it forgive Mm -hmm. Mm them, and you might say well how do i forgive them?" well you know when you first begin to forgive you do so by obedience it's because the word said it and your heart may not be feeling what your mouth is saying but we know from mark 11 that you say something more than what you believe it Mm -hmm. says whosoever Mm -hmm. will say into this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but believe those things whatsoever he says he says it shall come to pass and you know i I know i'm not quoting it exactly right but you you say the word say Mm
0: -hmm. three
1: times in that passage and you say the word believe one time mm-hmm, it mm. means that your mouth has authority over your feelings mm-hmm, that's right or even over your belief system mm-hmm.
0: yeah your mouth creates your belief system your shapes mouth
1: it. shapes your belief system yeah. so it just means that you have to keep saying I forgive them I forgive them I forgive them until your believer catches up with your mouth
0: mm-hmm. I want to go to uh the, uh, the panel of people who are watching this right now <laughs> yeah those of you who are on and I know no, no keep say you' keep your train. But those that may have questions about this, you know, you've heard us talk about this in the past and you still have questions about Mm. it. You know, how, what was the number one thing? Unresolved feelings for an ex spouse. How do I over, how do I overcome that? How do I resolve that? You know, does anyone have any questions about that? Type it into your comment section, type it over into YouTube Mm. and we'll try to address those things. But uh, keep going along those pathways. You say forgive them,
1: forgive them, forgive them. Well, forgive them. And not, not so that you can put your focus on your new spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're going back to the priority structure where God is first and then your spouse is next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's going to be the first thing. Yeah. When you are spending time grumbling and complaining and fussing about somebody who you say you cannot stand to be married to any longer mm-hmm. then you are wasting your time. So what you're saying
0: is in this is what and what I'm hearing is sometimes people can be in a relationship with their new spouse but still have in the priority structure maybe God, the old spouse, mm-hmm. Then the new spouse is yes, what you're saying. Yes. So unless you forgive, you you'll still be soul tied to it. Well, them.
1: you're soul tied to them, and you use your children a lot of time as the switch to punish them. Mm. You know, you use your children as the as the belt to punish your ex-spouse. Why? Because things didn't go the way you expected on the day you said I do.
0: Mm. Wow. Wow.
1: So you have this unresolved feelings and unresolved expectation big conflict of interest because you're dealing with the unresolved feelings for your ex and then the love you have for this new person and they are beating against each other and do
0: you do you typically typically see people who are in blended situations who have these unresolved feelings that will put on the lens oh yeah and look at their new spouse through the lens of the old
1: well yeah absolutely absolutely that comparison uh, spirit Mm. you know anytime you want to incite the anger of Mm -hmm. a person all you have to do is compare them with somebody else
0: Mm -hmm. wow Wow.
1: (laughs) three things you should (laughs) never do in a relationship and if you are taking notes you should write this down do not ever compare somebody you love with somebody else if you want to make them angry You are guaranteed to make them angry Mm. if you compare them with somebody else. Mm. When you say, oh, well, your sister's better at this than you are. My ex was better at this than you are. You know, just start comparing them. They will get angry. Mm -hmm. Here's another thing you never do in a relationship if you want to have a good one. Do not condemn. Mm. You are not the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And the Holy Spirit doesn't even condemn uh, the Holy Spirit will mm-hmm. uh, is actually an affirming spirit. It affirms that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. So anytime he reminds, you. Yeah. he reminds you, remember, it is Satan who is the, who condemns. Yeah. Uh, John 10, 10 says the thief cometh not but for to steal, to yeah. kill and, and to, to
0: destroy,
1: destroy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it is Satan who has a condemning accusatory spirit. Anytime Mm -hmm. you're pointing the finger at somebody and telling them how bad they are, you are taking attention away from the Holy spirit. And now that person will begin to fight you Mm. instead of fight the problem. That's going on in their life. Yeah, yeah. It's not up to you to judge whether or not a person is spiritually inclined, whether or not they're selfish, you know, to call your spouse selfish and mean and ugly and whatever else other judgment. I bet there are some bad things about you that the other person could say as well.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, When you when you say something about the Holy Spirit, I call him the great convincer.
1: Convincer. That's good. You
0: know, he convinces us Mm -hmm. of what. Uh, what and who we are.
1: Oh, that's so good.
0: And a lot of times, condemnation steals your identity.
1: Mm, that's causes so you true. Truth, <laughs> Causes you
0: not to walk yes. in truth. Um, causes you not to walk in. Yes. Your purpose. Yes. So, so number two was no condemning what's the final thing because our time is up what's okay the, final the thing?
1: next thing you never want to do if you want to have a good relationship with somebody and you're not trying to incite the anger of somebody do not act contradicting mm. uh very often we deal with people who have what's called oppositional spirits Mm. If you say left, they say right. You say up, they say down. In other words, no matter what you say, they are going to say and do the opposite. It is actually a spirit. It is a oppositional oh, spirit. spirit. Yeah. And some people, they don't feel alive unless they're, you know, fighting or resisting in some mm, yeah. kind of way. Some
0: people ain't calm until there's drama.
1: Yeah, some people they were are raised in drama. They were raised, they cut their teeth mm. in drama. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily their fault all the time, but mm-hmm. you have to recognize when that's happening so yeah. that you're not subject to uh, the those things that are happening, you know, in the atmosphere or whatever. Um, but it is irritating to contradict your spouse. You're telling the story about how you got together and then the, your spouse is interjecting their mm-hmm. own truth. Mm. And it's saying that what i have to say is more important than what you have to say Mm -hmm. what you say is not right what you say is not true let me tell the truth Mm -hmm. i'm a a better source Mm -hmm. of information and we don't think of on a conscious level that that's what's happening Mm -hmm. but on a subconscious level that's how our spouse is taking what's
0: happening yeah yeah
1: you know that's how our spouse is receiving what's happening so we should not be in a place of contradicting if you have a if you have a a, a a a different point of view or perspective don't embarrass your spouse mm-hmm. by by correcting them at the time unless your spouse you're in a situation like a conference or something and your spouse is wanting that input, yeah
0: yeah yeah you know and, and when you when you're saying co- contradicting each other uh the worst thing to do is contradict each other in front of the children
1: oh my gosh yes yeah, yeah. well you see this is about wisdom this is about knowing what's small mm-hmm. and, and could potentially become big and it's about um It's about overlooking the small stuff and knowing not to sweat the small stuff. That's
0: good. That's good. We're going to stop right there. We're going to pick up here tomorrow. Listen, we love you. God bless you. I pray you got something out of this. Listen, you're going to be walking in so much power because you're not going to have that poison in your pot anymore. Amen. That's the truth. Amen. You're going to allow the freshness of the Holy Ghost to lead you and guide you into all truth the Bible yeah. says this how will they hear without a preacher without
1: a preacher you, a need, proclaimer. you
0: need somebody that's going to preach the truth of the word of God so true you got so many instructors but not many fathers so we want to father you we want to mother you we want to be a blessing to you yes. and I pray that you get in this word uh, uh, allowing it to change your life mm. and listen you go out and be a the change that you want to see. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Let us speak a word over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The The Lord Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. We declare shalom and blessings blessings over over your life. life. And we declare that Jesus Jesus is Lord and he's upholding all things
1: by the word of his His power.
0: power. Be blessed. We love you and we'll see you next time.
1: Amen. Amen.